This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Monday, March 21st. First day of spring. Hello. 2022. We have a lot to get to today. Yeah. Um, Jake's fat. Right. We were just talking about this leading up to the show starting. Right. Jake's a fat ass. Right. Um, you know, he's right. ch- Chubbs Majakey. Uh, right. You know. Uh-huh. Why are you salty about this? I'm, I mean, it just, it's just, you know, it's hard to get to the gym every single day when you're trying to start businesses and doing things. So you have to eat perfectly to get any kind of results. So I, you know, ask me 30 pounds ago, fat ass. Uh, anyways, we'll talk about uh, Jake's bought, Jake bought measuring cups. You bought measuring cups. Yeah, I feel like an adult. It was, it was, a, it was yeah. a real adult moment. You know, as a father, um, there are several things that happen in life where you realize that your child has uh, gone through the maturation uh, process of right. uh, adultery and stuff. And um, buying measuring cups is right there with college graduation yeah. and getting married, neither of which you've ever done. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. But I'm proud of you for growing up and buying measuring cups. Yeah, it was a real, it really was everything I could have hoped Rubber, for. metal, plastic. Metal. What, okay, so we went metal. Yeah, metal. Okay. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, it had to be official and legit and everything. Went you metal. Know. Yeah. Yeah, fill it up. Anyway, all right. Um. Well, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about Jake's measuring cup usage mm-hmm. uh, later in the show. We also got to talk about the best burger in Utah because I made a huge mistake Friday night. Huge mistake. Mm-hmm. All actions are belief driven, folks. And I believed in the wrong thing, which was you. Right. Uh, Jake right. made a recommendation on a burger and it was a huge, huge disaster. Fat. I mean, not good. Uh, we'll talk about that, but we got to start with the Don of New York. Now. Listen, I understand Mm -hmm. that I am a young, um, you know, viral human being. Right. Uh, I wear a size 15 shoe, which means that, um, you know, I buy larger socks, Mm -hmm. uh, all of this stuff. Right. Donovan Mitchell's a stud. Mm -hmm. I I don't know any other way to validate my awesomeness um, other than to say Donovan Mitchell's performance at Madison Square Garden last night was remarkable that motherfucker don't uh, miss, i mean man. the three ball was going in wow that's a uh, that's a new drop very early in the show mfers <laughs> um that three ball was going in he was dominating um and as you give us a thumbs up and like on this uh youtube program um so that you too can subscribe and win a P- playstation 5 mm-hmm. i ask you to consider Donovan Mitchell's superstardom because I look at what Don did yesterday at Madison Square Garden and I may be the only one I feel like who's defending this guy as one of the top offensive players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And while I fully realize he's got another step in growth where he needs a mid-range game that is absolutely locked, can't miss, go-to jump shot, which currently is absent from his game. But, Jake, I don't know how much more Donovan Mitchell needs to do to prove that he is among the elite scorers in this league. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly capable, you know, and, and, I, and I think if nothing else last night what he showed us is that 
he really cares about playing in New York. You know, he really cares about about balling out when they go to to uh, play the Knicks. You know, specifically, and I think that um, obviously, you know, that's his hometown and everything. But I just think that this is the kind of Donovan Mitchell I want to see on a nightly basis. You know, I want to see you know Madison Square Garden Donovan Mitchell when they're in you know Orlando or Sacramento or whatever the case may be. You know, uh, this is the kind of killer mentality that uh, I've been asking for and waiting for out of Donovan Mitchell, and I think that 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 consistency and bringing that mentality is is going to be huge for him. You know, if he can be this guy consistently, obviously they're going to be a much better team. Now, that said, the Knicks are obviously a mediocre team. They're not very good. Um, you know, you we would have expected the Jazz to beat this team, but I just think the way Don was playing, the, 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 the killer mentality all the way through the end of the game, just looking to take it to him, that's the kind of performance I want to see consistently. You know, sometimes I feel like Don is just kind of – you know, he's just kind of out there. He's running the offense. You know, he's looking for his teammates. But sometimes you need to be the guy. You know, sometimes you need to just say, okay, get out of the way. I'm going to handle this. And and we saw that most of the game last night. So I liked what I saw. I think that Donovan Mitchell is definitely one of the most talented offensive players in the NBA. He does still have quite a bit of growth to go. Uh, and, and I think last night was, was super enjoyable to watch. You know, that said, I, I think it was a good start to this east coast trip you know they obviously have uh, uh, quite a few games coming up that are going to be challenging but again all of this to say as long as they keep the four seed and don's healthy you're you're going to be in a good spot so i think that's that's the goal with this with this road trip right now well and i i think the other question that i have on my mind right now is do jazz fans but more importantly does this jazz organization value donovan mitchell highly enough mm -hmm. because it was no coincidence that the New York Knicks broadcast um, with Clyde Frazier and Mike Breen were absolutely selling high mm -hmm. on Donovan Mitchell. They were in love with this cat. Um, they were raving about Don like it was not accidental. Right. And they are clearly going out of their way to do what we've told you they are doing already, which is recruiting Donovan Mitchell. He was clearly at the top of his game. The crowd loved him. And I understand this is his home building. I understand it's the garden. I understand it's against the Knicks. This was something different. I felt like Donovan Mitchell was in the garden trying to prove a point. Mm -hmm. And I think that emphatic dunk in the fourth quarter, um, I think the, the range that he showed on his three-pointer, these were all point proven. And my question is, was the point to be proven to the Knicks or was the point to be proven to the Jazz? Because I, I question, and we will get the answer this summer, but I question whether or not, Jake, this Jazz team values Donovan Mitchell enough. Yeah, you know, I, I think that there's, you know, Don is somebody that should be valued at the highest level. But, you know, I, I don't know what else they could do right now to, to value him more. You know, and, and that's kind of the tough spot with where this team is at. What what could you do right now to show Don that you value him more? I, I don't know, man. I, I think that, you know, obviously he gets all his minutes. You know, they clearly are, are around him and not Rudy. You know, that that much is very clear. By the way, I thought Rudy had moments where he kind of just was disappearing last night, especially when Robinson was in the game. So that was kind of an interesting dynamic. But, yeah, I, I mean, do they value him enough? Yeah, I guess this summer will tell. But but I think that, you know, you're on an extension now. You're, you're, you're in a good place as a basketball player if you're Donovan Mitchell. I still maintain that I think at some point before his career is over, he'll be a Nick or he'll play on the East Coast somewhere. I just think that's inevitable because he's from there. I mean, every player, I mean, does that. Look no further than Russell Westbrook, right? I mean, he he goes to L.A. 
where where he's from uh, and, and wants to play, even though the season's been terrible. You know, it's been pretty much an embarrassment and a complete failure. Guys do it all the time. They want to go home. That's why LeBron went back to, to Cleveland for a second stint, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if Don plays for the Knicks, but I just don't think that the Jazz can do much more right now to say, hey, Don, we value you. We want to build around you. Like, again, we've been telling you that they talked to Don and said that the plan is to build around him and to completely change this roster and, and build a winner. So, yeah, I mean, do they value him enough? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they do. I don't know what else they could do at this point, you know? Well, my, my feeling is is that we're at a real critical moment in time with Donovan Mitchell and the, and the Utah Jazz. I, I don't know how else I would phrase it. I just continue to espouse and wax on on this very program mm -hmm. that Donovan Mitchell is a generational talent, that Donovan Mitchell is a guy that you can build a championship team around, that Donovan Mitchell is the priority for this organization, and he should be. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to act on that. And you continue to see as the games tick on that Donovan Mitchell is the straw. He is the spark. He is the absolute motor for this team. And I, I do believe that Danny Ainge sees that. I do not believe that Jazz fans value Donovan Mitchell enough. Certainly, I think Jazz fans, with, with all due respect, as passionate as Jazz fans are, as much as I think Jazz fans care about this, this team, I do not believe that that Utah Jazz fans value Donovan Mitchell the way that they should. Mm -hmm. And I know there are some demographics in this state. I know that there are some some societal issues in this state. Um, but I'm telling you now, from a pure human being perspective, you're never going to find better than Donovan Mitchell. From a basketball perspective, this cat's about to blow up into one of the elite scorers, possibly the best player of his generation. And I hope Utah Jazz fans see that because I, 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 the Jazz are going to display that this summer. Yeah. One way or the other. You're either going to build this entire team around Donovan Mitchell or he's not going to be here in two years, period. But I don't know what more um, he can do to win over Jazz fans. And it's yeah. one of the more frustrating things that I, I, I think that I think about regularly. Yeah, I think Jazz fans just want to win. I, I think Jazz fans are tired of talking about the second round or, or you know, the Clippers and Terrence Mann. Or, like, Jazz fans just want to get back to the NBA Finals and actually win this time. They're tired of running into Michael Jordan. You know, they, they want – they want their their turn, and I and I I understand that I completely get it, and I think Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell can take you there. I just think he there's it, the time in the NBA where one guy can do it on his own is over. I think. I, I mean, we saw LeBron basically do it on his own when he came into the league with the Cavs, but the league was not nearly as talented then as it is now. You know, I mean, the athletes that come into the league every year are, are insane, man. I mean, look no further than, you know, the Lamelo balls and the Ja Morants and all these guys that can jump out of the building, can run faster than you can also shoot the three better than you. Like these guys are built to be NBA players from a very young age. So I just think that, that, you know, to think that Donovan Mitchell or really any player could carry their team to an NBA Finals appearance is probably asking a lot. That said, I don't think Jazz fans really care about that. I think Jazz fans don't take the time to invest in in 
the team on a level to a point where you're like, all right, you know, this is what's reasonable. I think most Jazz fans, not the dedicated ones, but you're, the majority of your fan base is like, all right, did we win or lose? Where are we at? Are we a playoff team this year? And they just look at it on a surface level, and that's fine. I think that's most NBA fan bases. So my point that I'm getting at here is that that Donovan Mitchell is good enough to win you ball games, you know, when you need him to. But I don't think it's a fair ask of the organization or really anybody to expect him to just carry you to to the finals. But I think that's what Jazz fans want. And when that doesn't happen, they they resent people. I mean, that much I think I think we could both agree that much is is pretty clear. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I, I think if you look at who would you put in his generation? Like if you think about the guys that were drafted with Donovan. Um, within two years before and two years after. The Tatums, the Trey Youngs. Yeah, I mean, um, I think he's clearly looking at the 2018 draft. Um, I think he is very clearly um, – I mean, he's the best player in 2017. I don't think – Jason Tatum is the guy. They're yeah. in the same draft in yeah. 2017. So, would you take Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell? Well, I think right now I'd probably take Tatum just because of the build. But I think that last night, again, it's when you're – because Don isn't undersized, right? But the way he plays the game, size matters. So, yes. So it's not to say that it's a detriment to him, but it's it's pretty obvious that if you're 6'6", as opposed to 6'1", 6'2", if we're being generous, you know, sure. that's going to change the way you go about playing the game. And this is what I talk about all the time. With, with guys like Devin Booker and Jason Tatum and, and but what about Luca? Because Luca's not Luka's the biggest guy in the example. world. Well, Luca's a big Luca's a big boy though. I mean, Luca is he's thick, got that he's dumper. Strong, like like he's built to take physical contact. And again, yeah. that's why I'm saying like these these. Let's use these three as an example: Book, Tatum, and 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 Luca. Jalen. Uh, eh, I mean, he's there, but I don't think that he's on you know Tatum's level quite quite yet. You really? Know? Yeah, I mean, he can score. He can score, but I think the Trey Young, the yeah, Trey Young's there for sure. And and Trey Young is a is a really close comparison to Donovan Mitchell because I think Trey Young's game is is very similar. They both shoot deep threes. I think Trey is more known for shooting the three. But but anyway, the point I'm getting at here is size. The size with which Don has to play with is a huge factor in his game. Book and Tatum and Luca can get the spots that Donovan Mitchell cannot get to. What about a couple other guys? Mikhail Bridges. I mean, I don't think that – I think Mikhail Bridges is a great uh, player, but he's not on Don's level. I think that he is a – he fills a role. I think that he's a better defender than Don, certainly, but he's not a front-line face-of-your-franchise guy. Miles Bridges. Um, mm, no, I don't know. He's Bridges. Again, he's a good player, but he has a big step gotta, to we, take, we, right? We got to talk about like when we're comparing guys to Donovan Mitchell, Don is Don is this organization. Yeah. I don't care if you're a Rudy Gobert supporter. Donovan Mitchell is the face of the Utah. But Jazz. see, that's the point I'm trying to make it, it. There are these other guys that are good players. Like Miles Bridges is a good player. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's not on that level. I think Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown are on that level. Um, certainly Luca's on that level. Um, if you look at the 2016 draft, um, you know, obviously the number one guy in that draft was Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Don's way better than Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. I think he's way more impactful. I, I look at the other names in that draft. Brandon, Ing Brandon Ingram, I think is, is a cut below Don, yeah. but very close. I look at, uh, I think Jalen Brown's there. Um, you know, the, a name I haven't thought of in a very long time, Dragon Bender. Yeah, dude. You remember Dragon yes. Bender? Oh, yes. 2016 NBA draft. Mr. But, Softy. 
Yeah, I look at some of the other guys that, that you know, really have been uh, drafted around. 2016 was not a great draft. I mean, I, I look at the names in the in that draft. That was not a great draft. So I go back to, and I think the only, as far back when we're talking about Don, like I go back to 2015 and forward to 2018-2019. If you look at 2015, Carl Anthony Towns, that's a franchise player. Mm-hmm. Like he is, and again, I will just tell you, that's one of the best teams in the NBA, and that's one of the most devastating. You stay away from Carl Anthony Towns because when that guy gets going, he's going to win the game for them. Yes, and they're a very difficult matchup. I also look at some of the other guys around in that draft. There's not a whole lot of great names. Oh, by the way, 13th pick in the 2015 draft, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. who I think is the best player of his generation right now. Out of all of those names, mm-hmm. I think Devin Booker is the best player. Look, look at that shot he hit last night. Yeah. Um, that we sent to each other at essentially the same time. I mean, it's an, it's an incredible shot if you haven't seen it. I mean, it, it, it is – it's just your classic baseline, you know, fade away. But it, it was – not that I'm saying that book is Kobe, but it just had flashes of that – Oh, absolutely that it is. Kobe, you know – It's Kobe's move. Like, it, it, it had the and, – and this is – I feel like I'm, you know, beating a dead horse here, being repetitive, but, like, that that killer mentality. I'm going to shoot this and make this, whether you think you can do anything about it or not. That mentality, I feel like Book plays with that every single night now. Yeah, and we've been following does. Book for like five years since he's been in the league, and it's it, there was definitely development that has happened. And I, and I think that you keep talking about that Don needs the mid range game. And my point is, yeah, he does need the mid range game, but his mid range game is going to look completely different than Devin Booker's or Jason Tatum. Yeah, or Jaden I, Brown. I, I think the ability to find your shot anywhere on the floor off the wing is, is, is a huge, huge thing. Um, and Co- Kobe is the one that really cemented that shot in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Mike had it too. But I think when you look at, you look at Kobe Bryant, that dribble to the baseline for a pull-up jumper is, I mean, it's its everywhere in the NBA. It, it is it is the shot that Kawhi bounced off the rim six times and yeah. in. Um, and it is that shot. Devin, can, Devin Booker hit that shot last night um, to give them a two-point lead, and it was absolutely clutch. Yes. And that's what Donovan Mitchell is missing. It's that elite mid-range game where – Hey, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like all these great scorers. And again, I think Jason Tatum's got it. I think all these guys we've mentioned have it. And it's what Don's got to add to his game this this summer. And he will mm-hmm. because the three-point range is there. There's no question about that. Yeah. When Donovan Mitchell adds that, it's not if. When Donovan Mitchell adds that elite mid-range game, I, I, I think he is going to be lethal i i yeah. just don't know how you will stop him because that little spin move that that he's using you know block extended and he's able to spin down the baseline like he, for that dunk last night his ability to pass now into the paint pass to the corner like he's got the he's got the bag yeah and the the other thing that kind of stood out last night is for all the haters on don on his defense he had some moments last night defensively that you really question his effort defensively. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, and and I think he has gotten much better defensively this year. But you can't you can't give up blow by layups in this league. And that's what I'm saying. Like I think the the, the offensively the killer mentality that I saw last night needs to be present more often. But then defensively, yeah, I mean I think he has gotten better. I would agree with that. But you know there are definitely still times where. He just doesn't seem to show his level best effort. And that's why I say, like, 
I, I appreciate Don's talent and ability, but I, I, I think he's trying to, you know, be the best and do everything that he can. But to be the best, you have to develop your game more. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like no Olympics, no BS this summer, none of that crap. Like, get in the gym with Brickley and work on your game and get better, man, because it's going to be required. If you want to win a championship, yeah. you have to have the mid-range. It's not a – it is not a negotiable. The Mike Conley missing floater thing – is going to come to an end. It's going to be on Donovan Mitchell to 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 take the ball and have a no doubt about it elbow jumper that is consistent every single time. Yeah, the Mike Conley thing is is a little scary. I mean, it is it is a little scary at this point. Like yeah. it'll be interesting to see where where Mike goes to end this season, but you know, I I I think there's a lot of capabilities. I mean, we saw the young guys, you know, the other night play Really good minutes against the Clippers. And, I mean, Jared Butler is right now is finding consistency. That's the issue. He was not good last night against the Knicks. I mean, there nobody is going to – Yeah. let's not pull any punches. He's got to be better than that. But he was actually really good the other night against the Clippers, I thought. Like, you you look at the the way that these, these young guys fluctuate, you're probably not going to play Jared Butler a lot of minutes in the playoffs because he just isn't developing right now. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I really hope that fans value Don to the level that they should. Yeah. Um, because I do think he is, you know, if I had to, to guess right now, or if I had to rank right now, excuse me, I would probably go Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Eh, probably, I don't, I don't know, Luca or Donovan Mitchell. Um, probably Luca, probably Luca. Yeah, probably Luca. Yeah, because he's got he's got everything that you want. Um, and I, I when I, I say Luka. that, I hate the antics. But I can't stand him. Yeah, I can't. Um, but I I respect game and I see that Luca Doncic can play at all three levels. Um, he's a really gifted passer. Um, the yeah. guy can shoot. The guy, when he wants to, plays really good defense. I think Luka's a better player. Um, so right now, I mean, it, if you're going to bump down that far, Jalen Brown or Donovan Mitchell, well, I think that's really close. I think Jalen Brown is a bit inconsistent, so I'd probably go with Don. But, you know, when Jalen's going, it's pretty close. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I would have to. It See, doesn't would, matter. Oh, it, it, it does matter. Oh, when I'm right, I, it matters. Right, when I'm wrong, it doesn't it, matter. You get it, right. It doesn't. A. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, man. Uh, you know, uh, I look at Jalen's numbers this year, and yeah, I think I think he's taken a I think he's taken a big step forward this year. I mean, his and obviously the 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 you know the the big thing for him is he's played as many games this year as he played last year. Mm -hmm. So your best ability is your availability. I would take Don over Jalen, but Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. For I sure. think you have to. Yeah. I think there's no doubt that it is it is Donovan Mitchell. I think he's fourth. Yeah. I think it is Devin Booker. I think it is Jason Jason Tatum or Luka Doncic. Mm. Man, that's tight. I would take Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum has you know, if Jason Tatum doesn't run into LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, this is a guy that potentially is, you know, a champion. I mean, he he's but he, no but, but he did. Well, Great, but he did. He posterized LeBron James. I mean, he he is not scared of anybody. Well, if Stockton and Malone hadn't went in the Jordan. Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> you're mad. Why? See, 
This is Jake being pissed. Because Why are you pissed? Just, because there's, you have to give credit where credit is due. Jason Tatum is a better player than Donovan Mitchell. He is. He's bigger. He's got the same skill set. He can get to spots where Don can't. He's been. He's been at. at I don't I, disagree with that. I, I I think that that Jason Tatum has has shown that he has the ability to beat LeBron James one on one head up. Like he can do that. You know, and and I don't think that Donovan Mitchell can do that right now. I don't think that Don can go against Kevin Durant and beat Kevin Durant one-on-one. And that's mainly because of the size discrepancy. And I know I keep going back to that, and it's probably not something you want to talk about or hear about as a Jazz fan. But but the fact is, is when you're 6'6", you can take shots that guys who are six foot can't take. That's right. You notice that Chris Paul takes a very select few, you know, tactical type shots. You know, he's very selective with the shots he takes for a reason he's measured yeah. yeah so so that's why i say like i th- I think the path for don is is a bit more difficult than it is for some of these other guys and that's why i think it's not necessarily you know from that standpoint of a fair comparison like i think trey young is the perfect you know like for like comparison because they're both shorter players who have big time three ball range who haven't won yet and haven't really you know done a whole lot in the league yet honestly like i'm not even trying to hate what it, what do they both have in common? What they both have in common is that you went to the postseason and you didn't really make it through, you know, and you had expectations and, yeah. and everybody thought yeah. that, you know, you were going to go a lot farther. Like people legit thought that the Hawks last year were a potential NBA finals team. So, and that didn't really work out. So I not- think, I think when you compare Luca and Jason Tatum, the difference is that I think Luca is very, very clutch. Mm-hmm. But Tatum is long, and I, I think he's got a killer mentality. He's having a career year. Yeah. I mean, the guy's getting in the line more. The guy's shooting threes more. The I guy mean, they can both put up 50. They can both do everything you want them to do, but I agree with you. Like, I think the difference that – the thing that Luca has on everybody is he's been playing against professionals since he was, like, 16. Yeah. Like, he's been playing against them since He's been since getting he paid could. for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's won championships overseas, and, like, he's done a lot of basketballing in his life already. So, I think that's – the, the big difference, but again, same logic, right? Luca hasn't won anything. Luca has Luca is, hey, I'm really good, but I haven't won anything yet. So again, there is this pool of players. All these guys we're talking about, what's the common denominator? You haven't won anything yet. Well, and I also think that there are expectations in Boston that that Jason Tatum has had to deal with. I mean, yeah. he's been through both Kemba and Kyrie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been through uh, Jalen Brown injuries and all through it, Jason Tatum has performed. I mean, he's yeah. got a lot... His, I think his, his, his team is not nearly as good, um, and has not been nearly as good as the Jazz have been. Yeah. Uh, but then again, the Jazz play in the West, not the East. I, I mean, I, I take Jalen, I take, uh, excuse me, Jason Tatum over Don. Yeah. But it's very close. I mean, yep. it really is a matter of style. Um, and I just think that that Jason Tatum's offensive repertoire is more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Don shoots a better three, but I also think Jason Tatum is, is an elite mid range player. Yeah. Um, I think that I would like to see, I would like to see one of those two guys win a championship. And cause I wonder when you win a ring, I mean, one of the things I think is so fascinating about guys that win championships yeah. is what happens to you once you win a championship, you know, like, do you win that ring and then you're satiated and you're satisfied or do you get that little taste? Yeah. You get that little, you get that little taste, and you want the whole steak, like you want the whole thing. And I, I wonder what this generation of players wants. Well, I think, I think they're hungry. I mean, I, I think that, that you know, like specifically, like Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, obviously, 
you know, even Don, like, I think that, you know, this whole thing about the Knicks and that rumor mill we talked about a couple months ago and, and this whole thing just stems from the fact that he wants to win. And, and that's the thing that I think we can't get away from. Like, like that's why this summer is so important for Donovan Mitchell. He has to take that next step in the mid-range game because once he has that, and I know we reference it a lot, but the reason you need that is not simply just to be able to make shots, but when you have that mid-range, it gives you another way to beat the defender. It's just yet another thing that the defender has to take into consideration. So, so yeah, I mean, are they hungry? Yeah, I think they're really hungry. And I think Donovan Mitchell uh, understands that his team right now is not good enough to win a championship and that there's going to be a this next three years for Don is a window in his career where it's either going to make or break. You're either going to suffer next season in an effort to rebuild this team and then you're going to win like two or three in a row or you're not and you're probably going to be a Nick or you're going to go to another, you know, team. That's what it looks like right yeah. now, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I think this offseason is critical for Don. Yeah. I mean, he's got to develop the mid-range. It's he, a big he, deal. He just does not have the mid-range game in his arsenal, Donovan Mitchell. And that's the thing that's separating him from, you know, you look at, again, not to keep going back to my guy, Devin Booker, but you look at Devin Booker, there's n there's no place on the floor he can't score from. Yeah. If he's inside a half court, he's a he's he's a lethal weapon. And Donovan just doesn't have that right now. Um it by the way, it was nice to see him explode up and dunk last night. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that a lot of people talk about is he's not dunking a lot and and I don't really care. I think everybody in the NBA but Steph Curry can dunk. Yeah. Um but you look at the guys that we're talking about, Tatum. Trey Young, um, you know, obviously Book, Jalen Brown. Yeah. You look at all these names and all those guys play in the mid-range. Yes. Every one of them. And that's not their favorite place to play. Luka certainly would, I think, would rather take a three take a three and make a three or pass it. Yeah. But he absolutely has that little step back fadeaway that Dirk taught him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I, I just think that's the next step. I think Donovan Mitchell, if he adds a, a, that mid-range, when – because I don't think it's if, it's when. Mm -hmm. He adds that mid-range. He'll he'll be right there with Devin Booker. It's Because, again, not to be redundant, it's it's the thing missing from his repertoire. Yeah. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. James Knight, what's up, my man? First one in today. Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Do you guys think the Jazz can catch the Warriors now that Curry's out? Well, what are they now? Two up on Dallas. Um, two and a half back of uh, Golden State, I think that is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I, I think that, that Golden State is is now kind of where the Jazz were earlier in the year, you know, when you're dealing with issues and, you know, your best players are missing time and you're going, you're kind of going through the ringer, you know, and, and I think that now it's so funny and it's probably an unfair ask, but now you're going to ask Clay Thompson to kind of carry you a little bit, you know, and, and I'm not sure that that's even well, a fair, realistic ask at this but point. But this Draymond Green shit last night, like that just can't happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I, you know, I, again, we talk, we've talked a lot about, a, a lot about Dray on this show. And I think Draymond Green's a hell of a player, and he's very important to Golden State. You can't get ejected there. Mm -hmm. And after the game, Draymond saying, you know, if you didn't see it, he was just mouthing off, as he's known to do. Right. You can't say I didn't deserve to get ejected. Well, you did enough to get ejected. That's yeah. the bottom line. Like, if you're James Harden last night, I don't know if how many people saw the flagrant foul on James Harden. It was a ridiculous call. Yeah. I mean, it was – he's going to the basket. It's a block charge situation. He catches the defender with an elbow in the face on a play that I thought was clearly a block, and yeah. everybody kind of agrees. 
he got called for a charge and a flagrant one. Like, that's something you can argue about. Yes. Draymond Green mouthing off and getting teed up and ejected is not something you can argue about. When Steph is out, Draymond Green has to play. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely think that the Jazz have a chance to catch Golden State. Will they? I don't know. This next stretch of games coming up, speaking of James Harden, you're about to see Brooklyn and Philly. And, I mean, you, you have a stretch of games here for the Utah Jazz that, um, you know, frankly, is very difficult. This back-to-back -to -back tonight is is asking a lot. And I worry about Rudy Gobert in this game tonight because I think that you didn't play Mike Conley last night and you, mm -hmm. you walked away from the Knicks. So you should have arrested well-to-do Mike Conley. But I look at Rudy Gobert, and I still maintain that he's not 100% or even close to it. And I know nobody's 100% this time of year. I've seen a lot of Rudy Gobert basketball, and he does not seem – I don't write. He does not seem – he seems a little off of his game. Um, so you're playing a team that, you know, really has bangers down low now. I mean, Andre Drummond is a legit – legit force in the paint mm -hmm. that guy is one of the best rebounders in the nba um and this is a team that knows in the brooklyn nets they've got to get out and run yeah and those things are very difficult for rudy gobert to deal with he does not do well when he plays a big brute center that bangs he gets frustrated yeah um because you're not going to get every call and i think the julius randall situation last night um shows you that rudy gets a hell of a lot of calls these days in the nba i mean yeah. there, there were five six calls and the next broadcast were pointing them out like there were five six calls last night where Rudy Gobert one he hit Julius Randle in the head he's he clearly pulls Julius Randle's jersey from behind um to keep Julius from he missed Julius Randle misses a layup Rudy's got a handful of jersey there no call like Rudy Gobert is is and I don't know if that's Rudy gaining more respect the illegal screen thing that everybody talks about now with Rudy Gobert yeah it's just not being called they do not call Rudy Gobert for illegal screens. So the idea that Rudy has to bitch and moan at the official, as he did last night, and you could see the official telling him to watch yourself because, like, he's just barking yeah. when you're getting a ton of calls. So Rudy is I, – I, I don't know. Is it gaining respect with the officials? I don't know. But when you look at these things tonight, this is Miles Turner in Indiana. Guys like Andre, Andre Drummond have typically frustrated Rudy. Man, doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago? It does. The Miles Turner thing. It, but it's still real. You yeah. see, that was the jumping off point for guys taking runs at Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Because you know that Rudy's not going to answer you because, oh, that's right, Rudy said he's not going to ever battle somebody But he'll physically. fight someone in the parking lot. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it's, Keep it real. Yeah, it's comical to me. Yeah, he'll he, fight someone in the but, parking lot. You know what I mean? Anyway, my point is Rudy is getting calls from the officials or no non-calls, really. Yeah, it's not that they're blowing the the whistle for Rudy; it's that they're not blowing the whistle against him. Yeah. So, but you look at this stretch of games now. I mean, it's it's Brooklyn uh, tonight at Boston on Wednesday, uh, at Charlotte on Friday, um, and then Dallas. And it, it's like, man, this is that Philly stretch that that Dallas went through. Now you're going through that same stretch, but you're going to replace Philly with Boston. You know, like that Brooklyn, the, the Nick Brooklyn Boston stretch is yes. critical. You got to win two of these three. You got to go to Boston and win that game. Yes. Because I think you're asking a lot of this team to play back to back with the Nets on the back end of it and win. Um, now, the Nets obviously are at home. They're not going to have Kyrie. Totally get that. But this Nets team is in desperate straits. Yeah. And you don't have anybody that can even slow Kevin Durant down. So it's going to be interesting to see that. But 
I think once you get through that Dallas game next Saturday, then you you head to uh, you head to L.A. on Tuesday to finish this trip. Yep. If you've only lost to to Brooklyn, if you win those four straight, which you probably should, if you're legit, if you beat Boston, Charlotte, Dallas, and L.A., you probably catch Golden State. Mm-hmm. You probably catch Golden State. Well, and the truth is, is you're answering da- what Dallas did on their run because yeah. Dallas went through the same thing. So I yeah. think that I think that it's a really important run. And, I think, but that- but hold on, I think that's a great point. Dallas has fallen apart now, though, after going through that run. Like yeah. if you look at the way they've lost back-to-back games at Philly and at uh, at Charlotte, that's a really difficult. But see, ask. the team like Charlotte, the Charlottes of the world are the teams that really you know stick it to you because they know they're not better than you, but they know that they can kind of hang around. They can out-athlete you. Yeah, and so you know it's like Charlotte and Houston and and the Sacramento's and and those kind of like again. You know, Book had to make that shot last night in Sacramento. Sacramento is a team that will push you. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how the, this team bounces back on the back-to-backs and how they work through this road trip because I think what, what really is important here is not catching Golden, Golden State. No. That literally doesn't matter. What What's important is keeping the four spot and keeping home court advantage. And if you're the three, that's neat, cool, great, love it. But at the end of the day, what really matters is just making sure you don't fall to the fifth seed. That's what matters. Yeah, and I, I, I because again, I, I'm telling you to watch the Timberwolves. I yeah. mean, that team is. Everybody thinks it's 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 like malarkey or BS that the Timberwolves are good. It's not malarkey, dude. They have been good. They have been very athletic, and they've needed some help coming together as a team. And they, but play that's happening. A system. Yeah, they have an offense. Yes, and they have a bunch of young guys that. You know that that are that just don't care right now. Yeah. Like I, I and Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. Like you're looking Anthony at Anthony Edwards. You're looking at a a team with these two veterans on it that are bringing a bunch of young guys with them, and that's why Patrick Beverly is so critical to that team. And you just look at the way that the Western Conference is shaping up. There's no easy out. Yeah. There's not like. Sports Center this morning talking about how how dangerous can the can the Lakers be? Like I I'm telling you there's no easy out in these playoffs. So, yeah, if you get to number 2 and you're playing a 2-7, what I mean, you look at the standings now. Yeah. If you play a 2-7 in, in the playoffs now like that, there's not a I would I think the the Mavericks matchup is a good one if you have home court. Yeah. I do, but if you get to 2 like like you're not going to by the way, you're not going to catch Memphis. You could be a 3-6, but the 3-6 right now is Minnesota. Yeah, I don't know that I want that, dude. Do you really want a Minnesota I, I, matchup in the first round? I, I do not. I think that Dallas is a better matchup like like within the game. You know, the, your, your individual matchups are better there. And by the way, they're so hot in Minneapolis right now. They've caught and passed Denver. I mean... And now all this talk about whether or not Jamal Murray plays this year. Apparently he's had some weakness in that knee he's felt. Um, so they're they're questioning whether it's worth it to bring him back. Like that's how quickly things change. Look yes. how good New Orleans is now. New Orleans is past the LA Lakers. The Lakers are in the dead last spot. They are only two and a half games up on a playoff spot right now over a very mm-hmm. wanting San Antonio Spurs team. Like, the West is a grinder, bro. Yeah. The West is a grinder. So, when you look at matchups, hell yes, I'll take the 4-5 against Dallas with home court advantage. You're going to win that series. Yeah. 
you're going to win that series. Yes. But when I don't, if you lose tonight, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. No, and, and but I but I do think that again, this is a nice tester game. You know, I know that Kyrie's not going to play because obviously it's a home game for them. Yep. But I still think that like this this Brooklyn team is a good team even without Kyrie. They're not as good. But they're a good team. Guys like Patty Mills are bringing big-time contributions to this team. Guys like Bruce Brown are bringing, bringing big-time contributions. So, so you know, yeah, I would agree that it's, you know, tomorrow on the show if they lose by 10 tonight, we're not going to say the world is ending. But, man, if you could win this game by, like, three to five points, that'd be a fire win, dude. That would be, yeah. that would be a very clutch performance out of this team. Go into that Dallas game. With a game and a half lead. So yeah. that it's just the result doesn't determine yes. playoff seeding. Yes. That's all that matters. And so you got to win four out of the next five. And I think if you lose tonight, you can win four straight. There's no doubt in my mind. This team does that regularly. And by the way, they're doing this without Boyan. Yeah. And I, I, I love I love Boyan Bogdanovich as a contributor for this team. But you're starting to see why they feel like they can remake this roster around Donovan Mitchell. And I continue to say that. It matters how they play when Con they they beat the Knicks last night without Conley and without Bogdanovich mm -hmm. because of Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. I mean, the three after three after three worth a dagger. Yeah, and when the Knicks tried to push back a little bit, Don came right back in. Literally, he was sitting on the bench. The Knicks pushed back a little bit. Quinn brings him back in the game. I mean, I'm talking about first offensive possession with Don in the game. Three ball pure as if he was never out of the game. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, like, Don Don will kill teams. He will. He will do that. But we need to see that more consistently. I just want him to bring that fire from Madison Square Garden onto the Barclays Center. That's what uh -huh. I want. Edgar Garcia, good morning to you. James Knight says Don definitely has another gear. And who'd have thought the Don eventually going to the Knicks topic would be raised again? Why wouldn't we raise that topic today? They just played the Knicks. Yeah. He played his ass off. We already know that the Knicks tried to acquire him at the deadline. And we already know that their plan is to re-engage re the Jazz in the offseason. So, James, why wouldn't we talk if about you that? Think that Donovan Mitchell isn't going, if you think that Donovan Mitchell is going to be a lifer with the Jazz, you're mistaken. He's yeah. not going to be a lifer with the Jazz. Neville93 says, good morning, people. What's up? Rudy Sanchez says, were talks for future trades happening with the Jazz front office in New York? I doubt that. I, I seriously doubt that. The... The issue for the the issue for the Knicks is that you have your best trade asset is declining in value in Julius Randle. He is having a terrible second half. Dreadful. And you saw it on display last night. He didn't want to shoot. Um, he's going to the basket. And whether he got fouled or not, it doesn't matter. He missed three pretty easy layups. Mm -hmm. He's just not he's in a terrible spot, so his value is declining as an asset for them. So they should have traded Julius Randle. Um, at the deadline yeah. and they had suitors and I think they wanted to hang on to him because I think they, their number one focus as I've said a thousand times. Yeah. Their number one focus is Donovan Mitchell and to make a Donovan Mitchell trade, it's going to have to be multiple clubs and Julius Randall is going to be a chip in that trade. And I think what was interesting last night though, um, all the jazz media people were talking about it is the jazz brass the front office including uh ryan smith were all sitting courtside to watch that game which i think yeah. is a really you know again it's all surmising it's all i mean this but it's is not all surmising conjecture well but you know there's not you can't you can't definitively say well they sat courtside because they were evaluating this trade. was a message game 
This yeah. was a message game. The message was, we're here to support Donovan Mitchell in his hometown. Yeah. That's the message that I took out of that. And I asked my my one of the guys I know at the Jazz, I asked him about that, and I haven't heard back from him. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. This team is not, in my opinion, in a in the mode of trade Donovan Mitchell. No. They're not. And I, I think the message that was sent very clearly by all of those guys being there was that, hey, we know this is a special night for Donovan Mitchell. We're here to support you. Donovan Mitchell and Ryan Smith, and I know I've said this before, they have an extremely good relationship. Yeah. Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, and Donovan Mitchell are good. There is no issue there. Are they best friends? I have no idea. But they have a very good relationship as owner-player. And it is not surprising to me to see a guy like Ryan Smith sitting courtside watching his guy go. Yeah. It's not. So, James, you can be salty and, and be whatever it is you're being today. The, the conversation around Donovan Mitchell being traded for by the New York Knicks is a daily conversation in NBA circles. Yeah. And when he's playing at the Garden, why wouldn't we talk about it? Yeah. And it's why I, I, I just don't think Jazz fans have a proper perspective. With all due respect, I, I think if you if you think that Donovan's not going to the Knicks or they don't want him or this is all bullshit or you're just making stuff up or, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it you know, I know I'm wrong every time, all the time on the, on the Jazz. We get it. Yeah, you know, I just never get anything right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Steve Humbone says, you honestly think this summer would be, they would trade Gobert. I think they would trade him last summer, this summer, next summer, as soon as they can trade him. You want him. to talk about a three-team setup. <laughs> I think, I think, I think they realize that Rudy is a very, very good ball player, but his contract is preventing them from winning. Yep. I mean, he just isn't, it, it's not a thing where, where, look, Rudy's a lot of things. He is, he is not a championship player. Yeah, he is a, an elite defensive player, and Holly Rowe can go on and on about how he's disrespected, and he's not. The problem is you have a, you have an issue with the truth. Yeah, the the truth is he's an elite defensive player who hamstrings you offensively on two fronts. He is not like look how awkward the dribble spin into the middle of the paint was last night. Yeah, like almost falling over. Yeah, right. He is a limited offensive player who limits you on the floor and he limits your ability to go out and get more and to help the offense because of his contract. Yeah. So I will say it until I'm blue in the face. They, the jazz would trade Rudy Gobert today if they could. Yeah. Because they have to get out from under that contract because you can no longer ride with Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, you got to sign a second front line starter, at, at man. At what point do we stop talking about, oh, great. Buckets O'Neal is an elite on-ball defender seven Ronnie, years ago. Please. He's not an elite on-ball defender. No. He's not. You've got to upgrade that spot. You've got to upgrade Boyan Bogdanovich. You've got to upgrade Mike Conley. You know, if all those guys were stellar players in their early 20s, if you were the Memphis Grizzlies and Rudy Gobert was on your roster, if you were the – look at – and again, not to keep talking about the Timberwolves, look at the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves have a top-tier center that is paid very well, but why are they winning? Why are they – I think they are they I think they have the best record in the NBA since the break. They do. What, why are they winning? 
Well, because that center is a dominant offensive force who runs the four and plays defense. And by the way, he's surrounded with offensive juggernauts like Ant Edwards and and again D'Angelo and look at the look at the 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 Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, man. Another young player in Don's generation, John Morant, who I think is is rapidly on the rise. But what's the deal with them? They have a big lumbering center who's surrounded by a bunch of young guys and another center in in JJ who can shoot the three. Yes, as Jazz fans know all about. It's the build of this team is wrong. That's why they would trade Rudy Gobert, not because he's a bad player. Um, you guys are awesome, David Lee says. Yeah, we know. Thanks, David. Um, Jesus Christ destroys atheism, says. Also, Dwayne and Don do, too, like a younger brother. Also, Dwayne and Don do, too, like a younger brother. But he's saying... Cause like he's, a mentorship? You, no, you said that Don and Ryan Smith had a very good relationship. So he's saying D. Wade and Don also have a good relationship. Well, there's a lot of people who believe that Don and D. Wade don't have much of a relationship. And it's an interesting... It's I an just in- think it's so behind the scenes, you know. I, I the the Don Ryan Smith thing is very front and center. That's very clear. Yes. The D Wade and Don thing, D frankly, D Wade's role in this whole thing has for me been very behind the scenes and low key. I thought that D Wade coming into the organization would have been a little bit more out there than it has but been. He's he's an ambassador. Yeah, That's but- what he is. He is more, he is a guy that advocates for the organization. Yeah. Whether that's in free agency, whether that's in wh- however you want to put it. He is not a guy that's got some massive influence over basketball operations. I think that he is he is used for his opinion and his experience on a limited basis. Yeah. He is not a guy that is dictating basketball policy. That's Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge. Yeah. I, and I, I like Dwayne. I think it was a, a, a nice addition it brings him into ownership circles because he is eventually going to own the Miami Heat. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But for my, for my money, I just don't think Dwayne Wade has a day-to-day impact. And I, I from what people tell me, him and Donovan are friendly, but they're not they're not bros. They're not tight, like because yeah. he's just not that influential. Yeah. So. It's just something to keep an eye on. Michael Burton uh, says, I think Rudy has shown improvement the last few games in being more of a threat in the paint. But what does that look like? If Mike Conley doesn't play, Rudy Gobert has has less impact offensively. And what is fascinating to me, and people argued with me on Twitter over it last night, I tweeted that this team's got to go back to pick-and-roll basketball. Yeah. In the clutch, when they're down, run pick-and-roll with Rudy at the top of the key. Oh, why would you not do that? That's your bread and butter. Yeah. That's your bread and butter, man. Why Why fight against that? Well, and I think Rudy's, it's his strength in, in his offensive game. I mean, again, we it's no secret he's limited, but that is something he can do really well. And I, and I think that it is, it is good offense for this team. I mean, I have to say, like, you know, getting Rudy Gobert rolling to the basket for either, uh, you know, an alley-oop or just a straight-up pass it to him and he dunks, that's great offense, man. I because mean, that's high percentage looks. Think about what it's allowing Don to do. It is – because we're all seeing Donovan pass much more effectively, right? It allows him to shoot a three. It allows him to get to the rim pick and roll with Rudy Gobert. It allows him to get to the rim. It, ar- it allows him to shoot a three. It allows Don to drive and kick. But what it also does is allows Rudy to roll to the basket 
to now be the the rebounding force that he has been. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what comes out of pick and roll. But with Donovan's ability to pass the basketball now, it's a must that you run pick and roll. Yeah, You have to run pick and roll. And they just, there's too many times where they don't. Um, Ruff's official says trade Don for Kyrie. Nah, I'm fine. Rec one says, but can't they extend with a lower per year contract? Rudy Gobert's in the first year of a massive extension. So now, now you would not do that. You already extended him. Um, Jesus Christ destroys atheism (laughs) says actually Royce is pretty damn good. Still, regardless what you think he's shown it as his house in forest too. Okay. So what does Royce O'Neal as a pretty good defender mean? Because I'm telling you right now, he is a minus defender. We'll post. Well, I'll, I'll post videos tonight. I'll show. I mean, I'll show you tonight. It'll. It will happen tonight. I guarantee you. He will get switched on to Patty Mills, and Patty Mills will go right by him. It won't be even a contest. I'll. I'll put. I'll put videos up tonight on Twitter about it. Royce's best use defensively is in passing lanes, like mm-hmm. deflecting passes when he's a wanting rebounder. Like he is no longer put Royce on their best player, and and you know he'll lock him down. I don't I he was never that in my opinion. I mean they, this was the Jazz are very good as a PR machine. So they'll put out there Royce is a great on ball defender on to, oh lockdown lock and he's not. He's not. He's not that guy. And it there are a few of those guys in this league, the Pat Beverly type defenders. Royce is not that guy. Mm-hmm. He is the issue is Royce O'Neal, whatever this story is about Royce O'Neal, you know. Twitter searching his name after bad games, going after media members because they tweeted things about him. Royce O'Neal is mentally soft. He will not shoot big threes in big moments, but when they're up 20, hand him the ball and he'll let threes go all day long. Mm -hmm. He's a soft player. He is not good enough. You've got to do better than Royce O'Neal. Sorry, man. And Trent Forrest, Trent Forrest is just such a limited player because he's he's not developing... A three-point shot. If you're going to look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Now, he didn't play well last night, but the reason he's getting more minutes is he's making the three ball. Yeah. They need – if you're going to play and you are not a star on this team, Daniel House is the perfect example. Daniel House plays because he can make the corner three. Mm -hmm. You can throw him the ball. He doesn't care if it goes in or out. He's going to shoot it every time, which is what you want a guy to do. And he makes a a pretty good percentage. And he's a decent defender. I mean, it – None of those guys that we're talking about, the Royce O'Neals, the Trent Forrest, the Daniel House, none of them are elite defenders. They're not. They're role players. And, again, I look at Trent Forrest the same way I look at Daniel House, the same way I look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker, mm-hmm. the same way I look at Pascal or any of these guys. Any of your role players, Jordan Clarkson included, when they get extended exposure over long periods of time, what happens? Well, their batting average goes down, right? <laughs> like, I mean – their their return diminishes the more you play them the less return you get yeah the less you play them the more return you get right that's the balancing point for coaches that's the tipping point how much how many how much am I going to use Daniel House by the way Royce O'Neal is such an amazing on-ball defender yeah they were pulling him out of games for Daniel House in the last 10 you know last fourth quarter certainly in closing time Last five minutes of the fourth quarter, Daniel House was playing over over Royce O'Neal. But I can't believe that because Royce is the best defensive player we've ever seen ever on any team, sport, you know, whatever, nothing. It doesn't matter. I mean, he, he defends your mom. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. Um, <laughs> atheism says, great point, Jake. Yeah, behind the scenes. 
Uh, Michael Burton says, agreed. Rudy's pick and roll is powerful. Don certainly improved his passing, and it wasn't for – whoa, hey now. Uh, comment up. And if it wasn't for the Knicks holding, fouling, Gobert. But, they, but see, this is the problem. This is the question. You can't say if it wasn't for that because that's what it is. That's what teams do to him. Right, and it's what Rudy does to teams. He holds and fouls guys just about every play defensively. Look how many still shots teams send to the league of Rudy with a handful of jersey or a handful of – I can't remember who it was a couple of weeks ago where he like had his hand fully in the waistband of that player, holding him down. Yeah, man. That's how Rudy Gobert plays defense. But nobody blows the whistle, so you're not speeding if you don't get a ticket. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it is what it is. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, hello. Jake promising to post videos like he's promising to send out casual shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, hey, we've been busy, bro. We've been busy. Ruff's official says, Don isn't a great point. He is too short, and he has no D. Here we go. Uh, isn't clutch when needed. So he's just a terrible player. We should get rid of him then because he can't – he's not good on the ball, which is a lie. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't play defense, which we've seen regularly this year is not true. Um, and he's not clutch at all. Let's trade him. What, I mean, what do you want to trade why, him for? Why are you keeping Donovan? He sucks. Yeah. You talk That's about? fucking interesting, man. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says the Jazz best PR machine is homerism of Craig Bowler, Jack, and Holly Rowe. Truth. Little Jake props on the measuring cups, Top Ramen says. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Rec one says Royce is a bit small too. He can't defend so so much players correctly. Well, he's not an every position player. He's not a he doesn't have the KD length. He doesn't have the LeBron girth. Um, I'll move on. Uh, Tanner says buckets will bench exactly right. Yep. Atheism says uh, well we didn't say elite, but house uh, about house, but he's definitely made Booker work and Booker missed a lot uh. of shot. Well. See, but again, we're we're revising history. Yeah, we're revising yeah. history. Uh, the coaches are trying something different. Yeah, with, they're running a lot of players out there. Yeah, which is which is cool, man. Like I, I don't listen. I think that when you are when you are where the Jazz are, you have to find what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And if you're Quinn Snyder, I don't think even at this moment you know what you believe in, because a guy like Eric Pascal, I believe, should get more minutes. In more situations. And he doesn't. And then one night he'll play 20 minutes. In the next five games, you won't see him. Yeah. You know, like, we'll see him on the bench handing out Gatorade cups. Like, yeah. Pascal you know. bench. Yeah. Right. Pascal bench. Yeah! <laughs> right? Like, that's what you see. I, I, I just think it's one of those things where everybody wants to rewrite history. Oh, Daniel House shut down Devin Booker. Who scored 30 points in that game? That motherfucker don't miss, I mean, man. I mean, I'm telling you, right? Like, I mean, Devin Booker in that game was so shut down that he was 12 of 24, four of eight from three, seven uh, rebounds, seven dimes, two steals. He only had three turnovers, um, and he scored 30 real. points. I mean, God damn. Daniel House shutting it down. Man, put the handcuffs on Book, man. All right. You see my point? All right. That's you it, like Skippy. Royce is a minus defender. Daniel House, in my opinion, in short spurts, is a good defender. You're not shutting Devin Booker down. Who shut down Devin Booker? Nobody. Mm. You don't shut guys like that down. You, you don't. Honest question. What's happening with the Bulls lately? Not shit. That's the honest answer. There are, well, and, and the truth about the Chicago Bulls is that they are 
they're limited because they have to go to DeRozan and Zach Levine in the clutch because they, they like Nikola Vucevic is incredibly limiting to that team. And what you're seeing is they're playing Tristan Thompson a lot more, which he's the perfect example of this conversation. Yeah. Tristan Thompson for 12 minutes a night, absolutely the right backup center. 20 minutes a night, yeah, you're done. Right, you're done. And Vucevic, you, garbage. yeah, you saw it against the Bulls. Vucevic is is great in not much. Like mm-hmm. he's got that little push shot in the lane, that's cool. But he isn't strong. He can't go to the basket. And so what happens is guys like Rudy Gobert don't have to respect Vucevic on the perimeter. So Rudy's going to have a, a, you know, a foot in the paint. Um, and he's going to be there to defend the rim. And the teams that beat, you know, the Jazz get Rudy out of there. And so the trickle-down effect on that is, is that now you're having to play the Javante Greens and the Alex Caruso's a lot more yep. in critical minutes. And, you know, what we always say about Kareem, Alex Caruso's a uh, talking point on the show, but the, the truth about Alex Caruso is, and Javante Green is the perfect example of this, when you, when you have those guys and you allow them to play free, they're very good. But when you're tight and you're, you're in a five-point game, those are not the guys that you need shooting threes. You need that to be Zach Levine and and. Wait, are, are we talking about Are we talking about Alex Caruso or Royce O'Neal about being yeah. tight when shooting threes? But uh, but I think the interesting thing is is that every team has those guys. Yes. Every team has those guys. The reason that that guys like Io Desumu for the Bulls, the rookie, the reason he is so good, is because he plays free. But when you get in the in the in the clutch moments, the tight moments, guys like Zach Levine and, and DeMar DeRozan don't want to pass to you. That's why they're willing to give Alex Russo so many looks because he's been there. You know what I just thought of? I just thought of something because you've been you've been on this thing about how you you know we're about to get to Deshaun Watson. You're going to hear more of this, but but you know we were kind of talking about how you've been on a run here where you haven't really missed lately. You know your predictions are coming true. We get an update on I think it was Friday night that Sadiq Bay of Detroit went for fifty. <laughs> And this guy over here is like, I told you. I how told long? How you. long? How fucking long have I been on Sadiq Bay? Like, that how, motherfucker don't I, miss, You know what man. I'm saying? Like, I am. Uh, I, I am amazing. I am. I am six three, hung like a fucking Donnie, steer. Please. I mean, you. I got a shoe collection that your mama moist. Oh, like you know. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. I don't know what any of that has to do with Sadiq Bay, but my Donnie, point is, you're out of your element. I've had a run of a lifetime where, you know, I've never been wrong. Right. Occasionally. Keep um, it real. You know. Anyway, Magic Vucevic was different. Yes, Pink Band, Magic Vucevic was different. And Garcy says, what's up? How are you, buddy? Jared Butler scored 20 points against Chicago. Atheism said he, I'm sure he may have. I don't remember. If he did, that's cool. Good morning, guys. First time watching the show. Hey, Raptors 88. Good to see you. What's up, buddy? Ruff's official says maybe in a year six or seven, Dom will get a mid-range game. He'll he'll do it this summer. Yeah, he will. And, and again, I know again, I think it's Jeremy Bolton who hates when I say this, but Chris Brickley is the best skills coach in the world for a reason. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just show up in the gym and be like, all right, Donnie, what do you want to work on? Yeah. Chris Brickley, who is paid millions a year to teach guys how to be better basketball players. And when I say better players, he works with Kevin Durant. He works with LeBron. He works with book. He works with Don. What he does is he gets all of their game tape and he diagnoses their game. 
And so it was very clear a year ago, Donovan needed more range. He needed a more consistent three-point shot. Showed up this year with a more consistent three-point shot. What is the one hole in Donovan's game offensively? He's not having a mid-range game. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. And so I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he and Brickley are talking about that. I guarantee you they're working on it. I yeah, guarantee man. you he's showing him. And the other thing that supposedly Chris Brickley's a legend for, and let's use Donovan Mitchell as an example. He will show Donovan Mitchell Devin Booker game tape. Yeah. And he'll be like, here's why Devin Booker is better than you. Is this the dagger? Here's why Devin Booker is X, Y, Z. And they will, they will. That he will, knows how to get guys. He going. knows how to get to guys. Yeah, he knows how to get right. Them going. Like if yeah. you and if you look at his, look at Lance Stevenson. So Lance Stevenson had stopped working with Chris Brickley, out of the league. Got, comes back to work with Chris Brickley, gets a G League shot. Now is a staple again with the Pacers. Like he is certified. It's magic, gold. dude. It's He's incredible. Cert- when LeBron James trusts you to be his his skills coach. It, it speaks volumes about the talent he works with. So a guy like Don going there should not surprise anybody. You yeah. know, like it, it is, yeah. it should not surprise anybody. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Hey, I only hate Alex uh, overrated buckets. Oh, bench Caruso. I love Chris Brickley. Okay. Donnie, please. I don't know how you can hate Alex Caruso. I mean, and again, like being in all seriousness, and this has become everybody tweets at me when Caruso does something good or bad. Daddy? Yeah, like everybody. And I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be AC's dad. Every team want, wanted him. Like he was, so, the guy got arrested with weed in his bag at the airport and teams kept calling anyway because he's just that dude. Yeah. Everybody wants him. All right. All right. Make sure you hit subscribe. If you're here, please give us a thumbs up. Um, absolutely. We are giving away the, the PlayStation. Everybody's asking me, not everybody, like five guys have asked me recently. Well, Hey man, you turned off the comments on the, on the PlayStation video. Why? You're well, casual. Well, because people were spamming and trying to scam our the listeners. Russians were putting the bots out. Yeah. The Russians were putting out bots and then comments on the PS five video of, Oh, Hey, congratulations. You've won. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Like creating accounts that look like ours. So we turned off comments on that video. Yeah. Because we, we do everything we can do. We appreciate you guys. We don't want you to, yeah. to get scammed. Yeah. So when we get to 5,000 and I we've had a lot of big weekends um, on this show, like subscriber wise. We right. usually will pick up 20, 30, 40. We picked up 200 subscribers on this show over the weekend mm-hmm. like just and i appreciate you guys because we didn't do a show on friday um we were busy throwing ourselves down a mountain on friday we're at 3599 subs you're casual appreciate you man we are rocketing to 5000 the meteoric um, rise you know bb says who is rudy's skills coach i don't think he has one yeah, i don't that's know that's the problem he generally him and and the other interesting dynamic last night was evan fournier yeah one of Rudy Gobert's best friends in the world. Mm. They're the they work together in the off season. Yeah, and that's why neither of them win. And but I'm telling you, Rudy, Rudy, if Rudy was a bad mf'er, if he was a mean sob, I'm, I don't. Why are we going back? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Sean Watson. Um, because again, I said on this show last week, Deshaun was going to the Cleveland fucking Browns. That motherfucker. Don't I told miss, you, man. man. I said Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so Jake was like, you're an idiot. No, Cleveland. Let's settle this right now. Nah. 
Any any interesting Deshaun Watson over the news over the weekend, Chase? Take that, you clap having Jezebel. <laughs> any uh, any updates on Deshaun Watson? No, I you know I I didn't. I mean, did I miss something? I didn't. I didn't see you know um, anything. You know, uh, this is a code ten abort. Anything new? Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking like a about. Uniform? When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is still starting, right? Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns over the Twitter's been going crazy. So, of course, I retweeted the video of us saying, me, me, <laughs> saying that Deshaun was going to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. Dude. So. How do you, how do you feel never being wrong? Is it, what is it like? It's like a constant boner. Really? Yeah. Um, you know. Wow. That must be. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, really. What's an erection? So, yeah. Speaking of your boy. Yeah. There you go. Right behind you there. Yeah. How about Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he's the new starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Isn't that great? Nah, he's going to Seattle. Um, I think Seattle is going to. Here's the next prediction. Write it down. Write it down, boys. Mark a date. I, I think in the NFL, um, I think in the NFL, it, when things make sense, they generally happen. And Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns made a lot of sense. Russell Wilson, everybody says, never leaving the Seahawks. Pack your shit. Let's go. <laughs> now he's a Denver Bronco. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. I'm telling you that Baker Mayfield makes all the sense in the world. I like him with the Colts, yeah. but he's not an upgrade to Carson Wentz. So it's tough even to say. My Jesus. feeling is that he winds up in Seattle. And you're going to make or break in Seattle. And the issue with Baker Mayfield is he needs to be locked down. Skills coach. He needs Chris Brickley. Yeah, there. I mean, he dude, needs. He needs. He needs to develop as a quarterback. If you're Russell Wilson, you really want Baker to go to Seattle so you can. So it makes you look just you know really good because I think that Russell Wilson carried the load for that team for many many years, and I don't think that Baker Mayfield is even in the same atmosphere as Russell Wilson. You know, and and I think that's going to be tough. And and yeah, I agree. Baker does need a skills coach. He needs. He needs somebody to be like, hey, man, we got to fix this motion. We got to fix this. We got to fix that. We got to make you better pre-snap so that you understand where guys are going. Because that ultimately is is what I feel like is Baker Mayfield's biggest issue. He still has not developed the ability to read the play pre-snap, understand the coverage, understand where guys are going and when he's got man and when he doesn't, and, and to deliver the football. And that's the problem. He turned it over too damn much. And, and I think – you know, Baker Mayfield, it's, there's been, you know, with Odell going to L.A. and ultimately winning a Super Bowl there, I know he got hurt in the game, but, you know, he was a big reason why they got there. He made a ton of big catches uh, and plays. And I think that was, you know, in and of itself, that was a bit of an indictment on Baker Mayfield because ultimately Baker wasn't throwing it to Odell. But clearly that was a Baker problem, not an Odell problem. So when I look at Baker – I have real reservations about whether he's going to be in the league in three years. Honestly, if you think about this, the next team that he goes to, the next two seasons, are really going to define how long he plays football. Because if he just goes to, whether it's Seattle or Indianapolis or wherever he winds up, and he just sucks, he's yeah. not going to get another contract. Well, and it, it is, again, it's make or break. When you change franchises in the NFL, it's make or break. Like yeah. It is. Yeah, man. It's the beginning and the end because you only get so many shots in this league to fail. Yeah. And Where I is A-Ron right now? Well, And that's why right now is a critical moment for, for both Frank Reich and for Carson Wentz, who's now a Washington commander. commander. Oh, stupid Fs. 
Um, he's now the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Um, Isn't and- it weird that that feels more comfortable to say? It's such a terrible. Like it's name. not even their. It's not even their original name because that's an offensive name. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, Giggity wants to know when the douchey fathead behind behind you is coming down. Okay, which one are you talking about? Because I got one over here, I got one over there. Like we need to kind of define that. You yeah, know? I think he means Baker. Do you want, would you prefer a fathead of myself behind me so yeah. that you can get two faces? Yeah, your once? mom prefers my fathead. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati. Anyway. <laughs> Good morning, Chris Karn. Good to see you. BB says Cleveland finally has a QB. Hope he does not become one of what is 30 or more by now. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But the other question is, when does when does Deshaun Watson play? I mean, if I'm Roger Goodale, Roger Goodale, the great oppressor of uh, freedom in the NFL. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Uh, my guess is Deshaun Watson doesn't play this season. Oh, man, I don't I mean, know, man. You, you, so you think that. There had to have been conversations from the Browns to the league office in Goodell about what the penalty is going to be. Look at J. Uh, look at um, Trevor Bauer with the Dodgers. But again, just had his administrative leave officially extended, probably until the end of April. Yeah. At which point he will likely be suspended, but and it's then he won't be play retroactive. But Come he on. will no. Come on, guy. They're not going to allow him to pitch for the Dodgers again. It's not going to happen. So where are you going to send him? And, where are you going to send him? And you look at Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer was found not to have committed a criminal act. Yet, what are the what is Major League Baseball saying about him? And by the way, if your child's listening right now, I warn you to cover yours. Major League Baseball is saying that uh, Trevor Bauer committed admittedly heinous sexual acts. Well, here's the question. What's a heinous sexual act if it's not criminal? Is it really yeah, heinous? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Trevor Bauer, a judge straight up said, we don't believe that Trevor Bauer did anything criminal. Yeah. So we're not going to prosecute. Deshaun Watson, there's not enough evidence to say, hey, he did something criminally. But there's still 22 women who are accusing him in civil court of sexually assaulting them. I think there is no difference at all between these two at this very moment because neither one's going to jail for anything they're accused of. Yeah. Yet Deshaun Watson's going to take a year suspension because I think it has been such a blight and a black eye. And there's a pretty good part of me that says there's a chance a lot of this is made up. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I don't think the Cleveland Browns would have signed a guy that's going to be suspended for a year. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't see how. Uh, so let me ask you something. How, mm-hmm. What's an appropriate suspension then? Because there's well, no doubt in my mind that what Deshaun Watson did. But again, this is a gray is this, area. This is, is a it, gray area, he's dude. Got Twenty-two yeah, women. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter. It's not criminal, right? So but now, that, but it this, doesn't have to be criminal. You're trying to play by different rules in the no. NFL and in Major League Baseball too. By the way, the code of conduct never says that you have to be commit a criminal act to be suspended. What the code of conduct says is anything that that brings un untorrid or or bad media or press or damage of reputation to the NFL. Is a suspendable offense. Listen, the NFL is very simple. If there's tape, you're getting suspended. If there's not tape, you're probably not getting suspended very long. Yeah. So I don't think, again, I just keep coming back to this point because you can't, I just can't believe that the Cleveland Browns would have signed a guy and given up everything that they gave up. A starting quarterback in the league, however average Baker is, a starting quarterback in the league, all those picks, all this stuff you had to give up 
to get a guy that's going to sit out for a year, no chance on God's green earth is he going to get suspended for a year. I just can't And by the way, that. I think you could make the argument that he's been suspended for a year. But that's my Which point is what Bauer I think they're going to argue. That's what, see, well, that's what but I think But Trevor Bauer happen. was going through a nasty criminal case. He but was again, going through a nasty criminal case that included depositions, that included discovery and but, he, but I want to I just as an example just to make it as as an example of what's what we're capable of in sports you have a guy a couple seasons ago in Cantavius Caldwell Pope who was wearing an ankle monitor on NBA floors while he was playing yeah we're cool with that right a guy who's guilty and serving and you know was living out of a prison cell we're fine with that but but Bauer and Deshaun who are not guilty of anything, are going to get suspended for a long time. But That's let's, the thing but, that I don't get. But, but let's be very clear about something. We do not value DUI the way we value sex acts against women in this do country. Do you think that the NFL has learned its lesson on domestic violence? Cantavius Caldwell acts. Pope was guilty of a driving under the influence. Yeah. So he was jailed and yeah. he lived at the Seal Beach jail, essentially – it's crazy. Yeah. But I look at Deshaun Watson's situation. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I look at the, the the extension. The Browns gave him a five-year, $230 million contract. If you just, not to cut you off, but if you just stop right there and think about this. Yes. Why would they do that if this guy was not going to be able to come in week one and start for them? Because I think they've structured it incredibly well. I think that. You know, he is, he'll make $1,035,000 in base salary this coming year. Um, that's the amount from which he would lose on a per game basis if he's suspended by the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and this is from Adam Schefter at ESPN, which is where. So that would suggest that the Cleveland Browns are expecting him to be suspended at least for some time. And I think that the NFL is expecting him to be suspended for this year. Okay. I think, I think that the Cleveland Browns structured a deal where they would only owe him a million dollars in salary cap space yeah. in year one. yeah, And then when he comes back for year two, he gets the bulk of his money. Either way, I think they expected it, and I think that Deshaun Watson's people were very smart because they negotiated it. Yeah, And to me, I think he's going to miss time. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to expect a suspension, but I do think a, a penalizing him the entire year is incredibly heavy-handed. Yeah, well, you know. it may be, but he did. He made some really terrible choices that put him in this position. So I don't feel bad for him. Even I don't a feel bit. bad for him, but again, we we can't. Uh, this is what I have trouble with, and I'm not, and I and I don't disagree with what you're saying, but but like just when we compare offenses and how things are handled and all that, from that standpoint, neither of these guys are guilty of anything. And I understand it's in you know the CBA and all that. Okay, wait, wait, press, wait, wait, like, wait, hang on. They're not criminally responsible for what they did. Mm -hmm. They're guilty of being stupid people. I agree with that. You look at what Trevor Bauer... Well, but that's punishable in professional sports. Wow. You look at Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer had a San Diego Padres fan that reached out to him on Instagram to his home multiple times where, by his admission, he physically punched her repeatedly choked her and committed taboo sex acts with her yeah whose fault is that that you got drug into the mud that's you trevor bauer yeah and deshaun watson flew in masseuse masseuses professional massage women and exposed himself 
and allegedly exposed himself and allegedly forced them to commit sex acts on him. Yeah. Yeah. 22 different women. I agree. It's dumb. It's it's incredibly dumb. Which means that you are a massive liability for the company that's paying you hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Massive liability. So you're not Russell Wilson. Your contract is not fully guaranteed. You're going to you're going to eat some of that money. He got paid last year. I would I hope people remember that. Deshaun. Yes. Yeah. He got paid last year. Trevor got Trevor Bauer got paid last year. He's getting paid right now. Neither yeah. one of these guys has paid any kind of price for being stupid as stone. Yeah. So they're going to be suspended. I have no doubt about that. Um BB says he'll get six weeks. That would be a break. In that's my what I see. That's and I agree with that. I think it, I, 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 man, I don't know, man. A, a full season is is a ton. Like six, like the most we've seen. Like if we go back to, what was it Tyree Kill? Right, that that whole situation with his child abuse, yeah, allegations like, you know, and, you had all that, and that you know, so like you know, we've had there have been case after case in the NFL. But the thing that drives me crazy about this is, you have guys that are addicted. Mm-hmm. You have guys, man, and I can't remember his name, the 49er Raider defensive end who went to Dallas. Oh, um, um, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You have players in the NFL that are con- con- Alden Smith. Alden Smith. Alden Smith. A massive alcoholic. Yeah. A massive alcoholic. We're going to suspend him for that. You have a guy in Deshaun Watson that is, you know, like a, 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 a accused of heinous crimes against women. Yeah. In the atmosphere of me too in this country and he still hasn't been suspended and he still hasn't been forced from the game mm-hmm. and you have a guy in colin kaepernick who can't get a job it the the hypocrisy in the nfl is remarkable yeah. in my opinion i agree it, it's completely just truly remarkable yeah. um let's see comment dump back to giggity the fact that watson's base salary for 2022 is just over a million tells me the browns and deshaun expect him to be suspended yeah, i would agree with and, that and i agree with that with that with that point I, I i think i'm not disagreeing that he's going to be suspended what i'm disagreeing with is whether it's six games or the entire season because he's already missed an entire season which again i don't feel sorry for him about i don't he earned that like you put yourself in this position but we have to find the middle ground on these things. We have to find what's appropriate based on, on the evidence and what's happened. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, and Garcy and, and Jeremy Bolton make a great point about what's worse, being suspended or blackballed. I mean, I, I think Colin Kaepernick, it, that's injustice in this Well, country. if you look at it just from a money perspective, I think being blackballed is worse. He's got the Nike contract, right, or whatever. But, yeah. but again, you're, you're – Again, I, and I don't want to go down. What does money mean if you can't thrive? I, I don't. I don't want to go down the Colin Kaepernick black hole again, like we did last week. But I, I will say this: I think that Colin Kaepernick, you know, the way it happened. Because again, I think that's what matters. It's not just the label we're putting on it. Well, Deshaun, you know, whatever, sexually assaulted twenty-two masseuses or whatever it is now. You know, Bauer beat this woman, right? That's just the label we're putting on it. You know, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. That's the label we're putting on it. But what is the context behind it? What actually took place and what is the appropriate way? Alden Smith abuses alcohol. Is the appropriate way to suspend him or is the appropriate way to actually get him help so it doesn't happen again? Yeah. That's what I think the conversation is. All right. We're running short on time. As usual. Yes. We got to talk about JCW. (laughs) Okay. First of all, before you get into your experience, 
JCW's is a chain in Utah. No idea if it's outside of Utah. Probably is, but I don't know. They're like, uh, as I described it to you before you went day to JCW's, it is a cheap family type place for American food. That's what it is. It is Crown Burger. It is Filiberto's. It is all of the basic food chains that you see in your city. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. You're well, casual. I went to JCW's on Friday night. The, a new one, by the way. Yeah. In, uh, what would that be, Riverton? Yeah, like Riverton. Yeah, Harriman, Riverton. Way, yeah. You know, Somewhere off of the mountain corridor. Um, and you had kind of convinced me to try it. You were like, hey, it's amazing. It's the best burger I I've ever not had. I did not say that. The fries no. are unbelievable. No. Um, it puts five guys to shame, I listen, believe, was listen, an exact much quote. Like, much like Deshaun and Trevor Bauer, I have what I said in text. Do I need to whip those out? <laughs> yeah, you like to whip it out. Yeah. Um, but you Jake said, to. yeah, Jake was like, eh, it's okay. So Mrs. Monty and I say, okay, we'll have a cheat meal. Eh, you it's know, okay. Yeah, let's go and try We'll it. eat some things <laughs> that we don't usually eat. Fine. Yeah. So I go there, and they have this thing called a crippler burger. Crippler. And it's a triple full pound, triple patty full pound burger. By the way. I ate less than half of it. It just wasn't very good. Okay, so get into details. It's so a was picnic. It... It's a picnic barbecue burger. Okay. It is flame broiled. It's on a crappy bun with real. chopped iceberg lettuce. Not like iceberg leaf but like lettuce. But like onions, ketchup. Like no, nothing. Lettuce. I think it had lettuce and tomato, and the usual array of condiments. Okay. It just wasn't very good. Now, how much did it cost? Gen like ballpark, what are we talking about for both of you? $34. Okay, $34. Did you go through the drive-thru or did you go Yes, F about 35 minutes through a drive-thru. 35 line. minutes? 35 minutes. Bro. Line wrapped around the building out the parking so lot. So at that point, when you saw that line, you're like, all right, this place is bomb. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's why we waited. We're like, well, this is this. we're going to be all right here. Yeah. It's that or Chipotle again. So we <laughs> Again, just, for we, like the seventh time this week. <laughs> so we decided to wait. And here's my issue. Okay, if the burger's going to be average, I'm probably never coming back. Um, but if the fries can can bring up the level of the burger, you know, if the fries unlike In and Out, if the yeah, if the fries can bring up the level of the burger, then you're coming back. The fries are worse. Well, than this the is like so. Our for our Phoenix listeners, Filiberto's in Phoenix, you can get a breakfast burrito with fries in it. Yes, and it's pretty damn good. Yes, even though it's average food, it's pretty damn good. Yes. So you keep going back. Yes. And they're open 24 hours. Yes. So at 3 a.m. when you're, you know, drunk or, you know, in your Uber. You or can headed tell, to a shitty radio station yeah, or that, the morning yeah, show. Yeah, or that. Then you can go and get that. It was not good. The fries are not good. The, fr the best When the best part of the meal is the fry sauce, okay, you're in trouble. I'm not a fry sauce guy. I am a fry sauce guy. Um. Suck it. Um, Suck it. I thought JCW's was terribly average. I will never go back. What? Anybody in the comments got an opinion on this? Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Can, can we get can we get Mrs. Monty's opinion in this? I mean, I know the mics. No, I didn't, the, I didn't. You know what? She's got no opinion. Okay. Um, all right. Fine. Yeah. You right. know, Good. she Good she had a veggie burger. Well, that's on brand. You, yeah. We, we should talk about your veggie burger. You're going to come pick up the microphone in your pink Jordans. Uh, eBay the Silver Surfer says Jake likes to whip it out. Ha ha. Truth. <laughs> Giggity Doesn't says make you feel responsible. Giggity says the bun always makes or breaks the burger. It does. It always makes or breaks nice the burger. Nice bun. 
Um, eBay says, serious question, where do you rank Jersey Mike's versus the competition? Oh, my God. It is great, easily – Great conversation. It is – Jersey Mike's is easily the best fast casual sandwich. Now, here's joint. the only thing that you have to be concerned about, you know, when you go to Jersey Mike's. When they say, hey, do you want it Mike's way? You got to tell them to go light on the vinegar mix. Oil dude. vinegar, yeah. They hammer that thing with the oil vinegar I, mix, and it just—it's yeah. not good. I don't want my sandwich to have a bath, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want soggy bread. Yeah, gotta, it's, it's oil vinegar and red wine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. It is good, but it's just too much. Yeah, uh, and Garcy says twenty-two dollars for a double quarter burger at Warren's. Poor Warrens. Okay, so so there's a Warrens in Sojo. Right. So what was okay. your what was your opinion on JCW's? Because he didn't like it very much. I he thought said it was, it was average. It was what trash. did you think of it? It was all right. I, I had a veggie burger. It didn't suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fries were okay. You know, it was just like I, I just don't eat that a lot, and then I don't feel well afterwards <laughs> because we don't. Yeah, eat. that was the other thing. I yeah well not even that like I just my stomach hurt like that was that was it was it was shitty food it wasn't it wasn't good and you know what Greg Hawkins asked a very good question right JCW is JCW's better or worse than Arctic Circle oh I've good never comparison ever I've never had been to Arctic, Arctic Circle. Circle is it never better or worse than Hires oh worse oh worse than Hires Hires is Hires is amazing I'm just asking it's Hires Hires is amazing has an I agree. Actual Veggie patty patty melt. It's. I agree that hires bomb. I yeah, haven't eaten I mean, in a long time. Listen, if you're if you're asking me if I want a JCW burger or a patty melt from hires, there's nothing to talk about. Fucking a. Yeah, like what are you talking <laughs> about? Fat Jesus says JCWs. We don't suck. Well, there could be some of y'all's opinions are on point. Thanks, Jackson. Not the Jersey Mike's take. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, Jake, comparing hires to JCWs is offensive. It's terrible. It is offensive, but, you no. know, for those of us who are outside of Utah, you don't know what hires is. So at least now we're talking about it. Yeah, hires yeah. big H. It's it, they, just the shakes alone at hires. I'm, I'm actually, I, I want to touch on the Warrens thing. Yes, touch I, on it, please. What the hell? Like, A, yeah. I, I, their food is not amazing. No. It, it is Greasy as average as, as JCW. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. A little bit less. The banana cream pie like, shake, though, at Warren's. Is... Right. You can get a good shake there. I did not have a shake at JCW's. Those are gigantic. They do look pretty good. No, we didn't. But, um, like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. Warren's has a huge, huge building. We've never seen them busy. And their breakfast burritos are a sham. The, 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 when I mean, grease is dripping out of the bottom oh, of my oh. breakfast burrito. Oh, nah, yeah. Bro. See, Ruff's official knows what's oh. good. He knows what's what's really hood. Crown Burger, exactly Fat. right. Crown Burger's amazing. What's really hood? The Crown bur- <laughs> cr- French fries at Crown Burger, forget it. You, I mean, if, if you can't get blood flowing at a peen on them fries, the peen. you're crazy. Because those fries at Crown Burger are. There's one right by the um, Sandy City Hall. It, it's amazing. I, I, I still hold that amazing. Five Guys has the best fries. Oh, yeah. And the no best doubt. burger. No doubt. And the best burger. Mm, you know. Their burger's amazing. I don't eat burgers, so I'm really out yeah, on that Yeah, their burger's one. amazing. I mean, it is. I wish they offered a veggie patty because then I could go with people yeah, who they like don't. to eat they their They don't offer a veggie patty? No. No. Jeremy they... Bolton says Crown Burger is amazing. Ruff's Official says Crown Burger. Jackson oh. Graham says Big H is uh, top tier. The damn peanut oil, though, at, at Five Guys, yeah. Uh, what did you swallow, Jake? James Knight wants to know. No comment. Yeah, this is a family show. Yeah, thanks. Um, um, but I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt that... I used to eat far too much of this food. Mm-hmm. 
And now that you bought, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Not only do you have a uh, like a pube fro now, a and pube fro. Not only are you a real man, but I can't believe you're that. a man's man, dude. Now. I can't believe that Five Guys doesn't have a veggie patty. They don't. I didn't know this. They, they do, do have a veggie no. sandwich, but not a patty. No. But all That's that is different. is their exact Damn. hamburger without the meat. Yeah, patty. you run yeah. through the garden. Like it's like yeah, yeah. It's lettuce, just fe- yeah. tomato, onion, mushrooms. And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but wait, this is a yeah. big moment in a man's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah, wow. It's really. when you discover that tits on a man actually have a use. Good, and good, you, good. I, what there's, the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I just am trying to be outlandish. But Jake bought measuring cups last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you, man. He, yeah, you see, need them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, fat ass. You need totally them. That's totally normal. That's very <laughs> adulting of you. Yeah, fat ass. You oh. need them. It's very adulting um, of you. Chris Carn says, fellas, try Burger Supreme in Provo. Chris Carn knows his food. Yes, he does. Burger Supreme. Never heard of it. Well, I've uh, looked it up. Warren Santa Fe Burger Egg and Jalapeno. Could be. Uh, Rusty's and Cashmere is an institute in Eastern Washington. Okay. Monty, did you ever go to Nations Giant Burgers when you? Oh, yes, Nations is good. Nations. Nations is good. Uh, but you bought you bought uh, measuring cups because yeah. you're jealous of the old man losing I'm weight not, and getting trimmed. Fat. Pulling more pulling more hose at the gym. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know uh, what I'm saying either. Yeah, I you know I bought measuring cups because now you know you gotta you know I'm not technically losing weight so no you're I gaining gotta, weight no I'm yeah not you actually, are actually no i'm not what were you on the scale yesterday 268 or nine no. whatever it was no, i believe, you were, right se- I, I believe no, you were 270.2 I, no. I wrote it down i was not 270 270 I was two, uh then you're writing down the wrong number 269.4 thank you thank so you so you've gone and i'm not saying you're fat fatty, the lowest but, i've been in the last six months was 64 uh, okay, if that's what you say, it is uh, what 64. I say. I know what the so not, on September first, I clocked you um, going 265. Right, yeah. and and you've gone up since then. Two four pounds. But again, the range. See what you're not saying is I've been in that range for the last like year. 269. Like it's 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 been in that range the in, like for forever. So you're you like, know. well, you gotta you gotta eat better. You gotta eat less. And it's like I am eating good, but now I'm gonna eat less, and we're gonna work out more, and we're gonna create more of a deficit, and I we're know. gonna lose a bunch of weight. I know. So, oh, Jeremy Bolton, Rustler's Roost has a killer burger. Rustler's yes, Roost, excellent, excellent yes, it does. establishment. Um, but it's been interesting though. Like the food thing is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, Rustler's Roost, that weird cowboy one, right? In yes. Where Mace, like in, a in Mace, oh, South Phoenix. Phoenix. South Phoenix. South Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, it's that cowboy. Yeah. South you know, Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, the, and they have the bowl outside. Yeah, the, the front shitty door. pitching coach owns it. Butcher, yeah, Mike Butcher. Yeah. Owns Butcher, it. yes. Ah. What yeah. did we used to get there? That I onion rings. No, they had no, no, no. The the potato uh, skins. Didn't you love the potato pot- skins? Oh, it's yeah, it's bar food. It's really good though. Yeah, it's really good. sitting it's really at the good, bar though. there. You can get that salad, and I remember something else. Maybe it was potatoes, but like their bar. Like did they do tachos? I feel like they did tachos there. Oh, man, now I can't remember. But that place is a hoot. That's if you want cornbread. Yeah. You know, oh, their, their cornbread corn is really good. Yes. Uh, Ruff's official says big boned. Yeah, I am big boned. Yeah, bone. big boned. Yeah. Uh, James Knight says V fat. Josh Levern says mushroom weighs more, Monty. Okay. It is it is a bulk issue. So anyway, the point is fat. we've really been um, – James Knight says Jake has some retention of bodily fluids. Well, Ant flows in town. What do you want to do? Um, my point is – It's quite simple, so I don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating it. <laughs> She is. You, you always got to go the extra mile, don't what? you? What? 
I'm a man. The point is that Jake was upset yesterday that I got on the scale and I've officially I actually wasn't lost upset. thirty pounds now. No, I wasn't upset. We were actually having an argument when I weighed yeah, in I, yesterday. I was, so ups- I was Jake not was upset pissed. that you are losing weight, dude. Yeah. Hey man. You know, you can't all be as good looking as me. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Just one Never. of you might want to try. Right. Um yeah, it's been it's all food. Nutrition is the the life hack for losing weight. I mean, it's just it is what it is. It's it's a thing where you we can sit here and we can talk about measuring cups. And when I eat twenty five hundred calories or less, I lose two to three pounds a week. Um, when I eat twenty five hundred calories or more, I gain or don't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. Last night, instead of having, I I had about five five hundred plus calories left. I had um, some Oikos triple zero yogurt with bananas and. Um, <coughs> Uncle Sam cereal. It was, which was amazing. Oh. Put some Uncle Sam on there. Too gross. So, no, it's yeah, not. It's really good. Dude, it's no, really good. No, and good. it, by the way, it's about, it's about 390 calories. Mm-hmm. And that's for two yogurts. Mm-hmm. And it is cherry, the Oikos triple zero cherry. Forget about it. It's so good. Yeah. So anyway, the extra mile is what puts the Monty show above all others. Thank you, Giggity. Yes, thank you. Um, Greg Hawkins says, really, calories are the only thing that determines your weight. Exercise helps with fitness and can manage weight, but it all comes down to food. Yeah, because you only burn. Like, if you look at how much I burn lifting, I, in, a, in a typical weight training session, I'll burn about four to 500 calories. Yeah. On a whole day, I burn 45 to 4,700 calories usually. Mm-hmm. So... As you lose weight, you burn fewer calories. Right. So you have to tweak your caloric intake. But food is the end-all, be-all. So I'm happy you did that. You know, I'm happy you got measuring cups. What are you going to make for lunch today? Um, Salad. Okay. Yeah, salad. You are? Yeah. Okay. What are you putting on the salad? Um, I he have... hates talking about this. No, I, I have... I need to get... Um, the vegetables that I had in my fridge, I ate like half of them, but yeah. then they went bad. So I have to go back to the store and get some. I thought they were good, but usually I'll just put like, you know, some peppers or onions or something, you know, like ranch, you know. And Garcy says use sex exercise. I do. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, I just think we, we make food much more difficult than it has to be. I mean, I, I just this Chipotle thing yesterday really pissed me off, though. Yeah. Like I eat, I would be happy to eat seven chipotle burritos a week i love burritos at chipotle they're 600 something calories well i'm I'd glad that you've come away from dying from eating chipotle you know well I mean, that's it's a, really a new chipotle it's a new chipotle and nobody's wrapping your colon up right yeah it's a so, really great shift in dynamic but here. we sat at the the pickup window yesterday for like 20 minutes at the new south jordan chipotle chipotle <laughs> it's, it's not, not a drive-thru it's a chipotle yeah please? it's it's not good at all it's yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it was a bad experience. Yeah. So I don't know. We're we're Mrs. Monty's making a big salad for dinner tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. The the Peloton tread that's now here is has been really good. So yeah, good snowboarding over the weekend. Yeah, life's good, man. Is what it is. Uh, this is a huge week for our business prospects, by the way. So we'll talk about that as we uh, get updates on that. Uh, lots on the the uh, Nets and Jazz. Nets or Jazz tonight? Nets. Yeah, I'm going with you on that as well. Thanks for being here. Hit subscribe. If you're here right now, give us a thumbs up. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.